return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. We bless God for such a wonderful morning and uh, we thank Him for his, his love that we are able to worship in His presence today. Um, shall we close our eyes and pray? Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the blood that runs through our veins. We thank you that we are alive and kicking. And we thank you that we even have the strength to come into your presence to worship. We say that may your name be praised and may your name be adored. May your name be lifted above all names. We commit today into your hands, even as we have gathered together to study your word. We ask that you give us insight and understanding into your word. Grant us the ability to understand and to grasp whatever that you have for us. I pray, O oh God, and I commit myself into your hands. I ask that you use me as a vessel. May I decrease so that you may increase. And may you speak through your servant. I thank you, Jesus, for all that you do in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God. I just want to use this opportunity to uh, thank Pastor Dave and Pastor Jeannie, Pastor Randon and Angeline. And um, for, I, I just, I always say that when you are given a chance to minister, it is a privilege. It is a privilege. And so I don't take this lightly. I appreciate the entire leadership of this um, wonderful ministry. And um, I bless God also for today and for using me as a vessel. So we are going to um, study, I say this is an interesting topic because it's on my heart. And um, when, when the Lord laid this, I was like, oh, I think I'm even a victim sometimes. Uh, we want to study on the topic, the personality of the Holy Spirit. The personality of the Holy Spirit. Um, I would probably talk a bit about what, when we say the pers- personality of someone, what that means. But before that, I just want us to... Um, dive a bit into who the Holy Spirit is. When we talk of the Holy Spirit, who is He? And um, when you read Scripture, I will talk about the God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we 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 kind of think that the Trinity it's it's levels. And so when we say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, it means that God the Father is here, God the Son is here, and God the Holy Spirit is here. But what we, we forget is that he is the same person. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is God himself. And so there isn't like a levels where uh, someone is higher than the other. He's one person in one. He's the, he's the Godhead. And so when, when we talk, the third person of the Godhead, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, he is God himself. And that's, that's where we as Christians have to get to. You know, sometimes... We refer to the Holy Spirit as, as some, something. It's rather unfortunate that it happens that way. But today, God wants us to understand that He is indeed a person and He is God Himself. When we talk of the personality um, of the Holy Spirit, what we are really talking about is the personhood 
of the Holy Spirit. This means that the Holy Spirit is a person, not an impersonate object. It's, it, he, it's, it's not like um, something that you feel. He is a person that we can relate to, just like we relate to any other human being on earth. We can relate to the Holy Spirit as a person. And the reason why we say the Holy Spirit is, is a person, there are, there are some characteristics that makes the Holy Spirit a person. I just want us to um, open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 10 to 11. And any time we say that uh, someone has a personality or we talk about um, the personhood of, of a person, what that definitely or what it means is that, that the person has an intellect, the person has emotions, the person has a will. That is the characteristics of, of a person or the personhood of, of something. So if you have someone who possesses all these um, characteristics, it makes that particular person or that whatever thing you may call it, a person. And so we, we say that the Holy Spirit is a person because he possesses all these um, characteristics. When you read First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 11, the Bible says that, But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches, all, his Spirit searches out everything, and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts ex- except God's own spirit. Now, the reason why I said this is that the Holy Spirit has an intellect. That's the first characteristic of the Holy Spirit. And when we say intellect, we are talking about the ability to understand things. That seems abstract. So if someone has intellect, the person is able to understand certain, certain, certain things. The Holy Spirit is able to understand. The Bible says that all things, God, but it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. Everything has been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. He's able to understand these things. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us the, deep, the God's deep secrets or the deep secrets of God. It's, it's very difficult to um, read the Bible with your carnal mind because you probably get the logos of the word, but you would not get the, the rhema of the word, what the word is actually saying. And that is where the Holy Spirit comes in. He's able to understand the things that we, our human mind, cannot understand. He has that intellect that makes him a person. And that is why it's very important that when you're reading the Bible, you invite, we have the Holy Spirit in us. But you don't want to read the Bible with your carnal mind. You want to read the Bible based on the Spirit, using the Holy Spirit to guide you because He is able to understand things that human mind cannot understand. You know, sometimes when you talk about salvation, it, if you are thinking about it with your actual human mind, it seems impossible. How can one person die and the person is able to cleanse the sins of every person in the world? Just our human mind makes it difficult to understand that, but the Spirit enables us to understand that indeed we have been bought at a price and every sin has been cleansed. It's the, it's the Spirit that helps us and enables us to understand these things. The Holy Spirit has intellect and that makes him a person. The other qualities of um, the personhood or a personhood of something is that he has emotions. And the Holy Spirit has emotions, actually. That makes him a person. When you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, 
Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. It talks about the Holy Spirit having emotions. And that makes him a person. Ephesians chapter 4 uh, verse 30. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. I just want us to focus on the verse 30a. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Other version says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit does not have emotions, then it means that he cannot be grieved. But we can grieve the Holy Spirit by the way we live. It means he has emotions. That makes him a person. If, if, if it's difficult to think about the Holy Spirit as a person, just remember this, this um, Bible text that says that the Holy Spirit actually grieves based on the way we do things sometimes. And that makes him have emotions. That, that means that he has emotions. It makes him a person. So we just have to understand that one, the Holy Spirit has intellect, he's able to understand all things that our human mind may not be able to understand. He has, he has emotions, that is why sometimes we may grieve him, depending on the way that we live. The other characteristic of a personhood is he has a will. Any person that is, anything that is qualified as a person has a will. The Holy Spirit has a will. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, it talks about that. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. There is a decision there. If you don't have a will, that means you don't have a choice. You cannot make any decision. We have, we have a will, that is why we, we are able to make decisions and we have choices. In the same way, the Holy Spirit has a will. He's able to decide and he gives gifts according to each other's capabilities. When you read right there, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these. When you read the preceding chapters, you understand that we were referring to the Holy Spirit. And he gets he gives gifts based on your capabilities. He decides which one to give. And that makes the Holy Spirit has a will. It makes him a person. Actually. Now we always it's it's very important that we understand the personhood of the Holy Spirit because if we do not see him as a person, it makes it very difficult for us to understand his works. If you do not see someone as a person, you may not really um, fully exploit, I wouldn't say exploit, but you may not fully have a relationship with that person because you think, oh, he or she, the thing you are looking at is an in, inanimate object. And so it makes it difficult to understand some of the works. If we get to the point where we see the Holy Spirit as a person, then it makes it easier for us to have a relationship with him so that you don't expect a feeling to, to say that I have the Holy Spirit. He's a person, and you can communicate with him every day, anywhere that you are. It doesn't, you, it doesn't really demand that you have to be at a specific location. You can actually communicate with him. He's closer than a brother. And I always say that if, if we really see the personality of the Holy Spirit, if we see him as a person, then we, there's no way we can be sad because you have him with you. And so you can talk to him, just like you talk to your friends or you talk to any person that you see around. You understand that he is a person, 
and he's closer to you than any other person that um, you probably would want to speak to. That is who the Holy Spirit is to us. Now, I, I always say that if we are not able to understand or recognize his personality, then we would not be able to also understand the things that he does in our lives. I just want us to look at some of the things that the Holy Spirit does that makes him a person in our lives. And um, can we open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14? This will lead us to the works of the Holy Spirit because if we understand that he is a person, then we understand some of the works that um, he does in our lives. The, Holy, the first work of the Holy Spirit or what confirms his personality in our lives is that the Holy Spirit seals our salvation. How can you seal something if you are not a person? When we talk of sealing something, it's more like um, securing something. When you have an envelope and you seal it, you are, you are securing whatever thing is in that envelope. The Holy Spirit is the seal of our salvation. He seals our salvation. He secures us. It's, it's like we, we are saying that we have been bought at a price. And so whenever we accept Christ, we have the Holy Spirit with us. He is in us. And so he, he keeps us. So right now we are for being kept. It doesn't matter what the devil will do because the Holy Spirit, as a person in our lives, has kept us. He has sealed the salvation that we have. We don't have to be shaken. And Ephesians chapter um, 1 verse 13 to 14. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit. Whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. And that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. When you read the verse, verse 14, it says, the Spirit, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance. It, it's a guarantee. So your salvation is, is secured. There is that guarantee that we have, we have a promise. We have already received that promise with God. And that is where we have to get to. Now, if you don't recognize the Holy Spirit as a person, it makes it difficult to understand that He has guaranteed your salvation. And, and the, I always say that it's, it's very important that we get to the point where we have that relationship. And if you have that relationship, you also understand His personhood. Now, he did not only guarantee our salvation, he also is our comforter. He also is our com- the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's a person, that's why he's able to comfort us. You know, if, if you are sad, you may watch all the movies that you want, or you may, you may listen to all the songs that you, you want to. But if you don't have that personal relationship with someone whom you can share with, it becomes difficult to, to relieve whatever thing that may be on your heart. In the same way, when we have the Holy Spirit, He is our comforter. Once we accept Him, He has that ability to comfort us. We just have to allow Him. And that, is, that explains His personhood. We have to get to the point where we see Him as our comforter, so that in every situation, because we know that He's there comforting us. I want us to read John chapter 14, verse 26. John chapter 14, verse 26. 
But when the Father sends the advocates as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. When, when you read the verse 26, it says that, but when the Father sends the advocate, other versions says that when the, the Father sends um, a comforter, other versions says a helper, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. If he's not the person, how can he comfort us? But again, if we do not see him as a person, then we would not be able to recognize his, his works in our life. We would not see him as a comforter. That is the point that we Christians have to get to. We have to see him as, as a person and know that he's there to comfort us in every situation. It doesn't matter wherever you would get to. Because he's with you, he's able to comfort you. And you, you, don't, need, you don't need any any worldly thing to, because if, if it's joy, God gives joy. So amidst all situations, people see you and they're like, why is this guy always happy? Why is this person always happy? Because the Holy Spirit is with you. He always comforts you. So there is no need to be worried. But how can we enjoy this if we do not see him as a person? The other, the other thing that confirms um, the, the, the personality of the Holy Spirit is that He intercedes for us. He intercedes for us. The Holy Spirit is always standing in the gap for us. Bible even says that we do not know um, how to pray. But the Holy Spirit intercedes with groanings. That sometimes you want to pray and then the words are not even coming. I really love to pray in the Spirit because... I, I, I feel like it aligns, it aligns me with the will of God. And actually, the Bible says that when, when you pray in the Spirit, you're praying the will of God. God understands. And so sometimes words may be difficult to, to use to talk to God. But if you, if you can pray in the Spirit, if you can pray in the Holy Ghost, in as much as when we pray in the Holy Ghost, He edifies us, we are also able to pray according to God's will. I want us to read um, Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. The verse 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Verse 27. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. The Spirit intercedes for us according to God's will. And so when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you are praying God's will. He intercedes for us. That makes him a person. I don't know if um, any in let's say this chair can this chair intercede for us it's not possible it's not possible for any inanimate object to intercede for humans it is only a person who can stand in the gap for someone the Holy Spirit intercedes for us that makes him a person so that that is where we, we, we want to get to if we are able to see him I remember um, back in um, high school I don't know how the high schools here are like, but in, in Ghana, usually most of the high schools are, 
uh, it's a boarding house, like a boarding school. And I went to a girls' school, so we're all in a in a boarding house, and we have um, rooms, or we call them dormitories. And every dormitory has a specific location where we keep. We use buckets to to to. There's a shower, but you always want to store water because you don't know uh, when the the water will be sh- shut, or you don't know what will happen. So you always have some where somewhere that you store water. So we have buckets. And we have a place in the dormitory where we keep the buckets. Now, because it's a boarding house, so many people, people steal your clothes. People can, they can take away your, your buckets. And it's a big deal, actually, when you lose something like that in, in the boarding house because you probably do not go home until the end of the semester. So if you lose something like that, if it's not visiting hours, you may not get a bucket to take your bath. So it was a big deal. And I remember I came back um, from school one, one afternoon and my bucket was nowhere to be found. And to me, it was a big deal because I knew that the next morning it was going to be difficult to take my bath or to take a shower. So I had to go around. We had six dormitories, actually. And we are talking about over 50 rooms. So I don't know where the bucket is. I have to um, kind of go from one room to the other, one dormitory to the other, to look for the bucket. And I was like, I have to also go for siesta. And if you, if you miss that time for siesta, it's a big deal. You're going to be punished. So you have to make sure that you work within that time frame. So I had to, I, had, I think I had like 10 minutes to look for the bucket. And I was like, how am I going to find the bucket before siesta time? So I just started praying. And I was like, Holy Spirit, I know that you are able to, Show us. You know the things that we do not even know. So I just want you to direct me. And that was just the prayer I said. I didn't even speak it out. It was in my mind, actually. I, I would say that I pray with my mind or my spirit. That's what I would say. And I just kept going. The Holy Spirit dropped in my heart to enter a specific house, a specific room. It was just amazing. And when I was going it, I, I felt like, mm, am I not being stupid? That was the question I was telling my, I was asking myself. Why don't you go from room to room? What if you go and it's not there? You probably pass the first three houses to the fourth house. If you had gone through one of the, I mean, the houses one by one, that would be, that would make sense. What if you go to the fourth house and it's not there? Now you have to come back and go to house one, house two, house three. But then I was like, well, I, I, I know this is the... At that time, I was still a babe in Christ. I, I, was, I, I don't mean I have arrived yet, but I was, I was a new... Um, I would say I had accepted Christ not long ago. So I wasn't so certain. I wasn't so sure. But then I was like, let me take the step of faith. If I go and I don't find it, then I'll probably wait till the next morning and look for it. And I went. I went to the fourth house. I didn't go to any of the first three houses. I went to the fourth house. I went to a specific room. And when I got there, the bucket was there with my name on it. We actually write our names on the bucket. So you can identify these, these the things that belong to you. So I went there and I saw the bucket. And I was shocked. Actually, when I was doing all this, it was just a step of faith I was taking. I wasn't, I was like, wow. He really, he really hears. He, he's there. He teaches us from that time. When I'm in class and the, the teacher or someone asks a question, I don't know. I just pray. I may not know the answer, but when I say it, it, is, it, it becomes correct. And that's how it happened. So he's, he's closer, than, he's closer than, than a person. We may not see it like that, but he really is. It got to a time when I'm going to 
um, have a haircut. I know here they don't have a haircut, but if you are in high school, most of, mo- most of the schools requires that you have a haircut, so the ladies do not have this long hair. And so I was going to have a haircut, and I'm like, Holy Spirit, I want you to direct me to the, the barbering shop I should go to. It was so fun and enjoyable. That is the point we want to get to, so that you can have a close communication and a close relationship with him. It makes it so easy because there are some things when you are even dressing up, you know that the dresses to put on because the Holy Spirit can direct you. And as I know, sometimes we are like, hmm, the Holy Spirit has has um, important things to take care of. These things are trivial, like uh, probably the food I want to eat, or it, it, we don't have to bother. The, no, but no, He cares about everything about us. So we can communicate with him like we are communicating with the person. If you can talk to your friend to choose a dress for you, you can talk to the Holy Spirit to choose a dress for you. That is the point we want to get to. Have a personal relationship with him because he's a person and he understands us. I, I just want us to open to um, Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 to 20. I talked, I talked about the Holy Spirit teaching me at, from high school through, through um, college till now. He's our teacher. The Holy Spirit teaches us things that we do not understand. It's not only biblical things, actually. It's not only things in the Bible. The Holy Spirit can teach you. If you're a student, the Holy Spirit can teach you if only you would allow him. I have personal, a lot of personal testimonies about that. There are times you go into the exams room and you have no idea what the questions are. You, you, you did study all right, but that's, that's not what came. And what would you do? Would you leave the paper and walk out and say that, oh, I don't have the answer, so I'm not going to write? The Holy Spirit is there. I have personal testimonies. If, if I start sharing them, probably we would not leave here. But when you read Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 to 20, it says that when you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond. This uh, talks about an account when, um, in the New Testament when uh, they wanted to go preach the gospel. And then as they were, they were going, you know, there were persecutions um, during those times. And so there are times you are arrested. There are times you are persecuted. You don't know what will happen as you're going to preach the gospel. But this is what Bible says. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. Sometimes we do not know what to say. The Holy Spirit is there to teach us the words that we have to use, the utterances. He gives us utterances. God will give you the right words at the right time. There are times you are going for an interview and they ask you a question and probably you didn't, you didn't prepare in that direction. The Holy Spirit is there. You can pray. You don't have to open your mouth to show that you are praying, but you can pray with your spirit. It happens. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. So he teaches us, he gives us utterances, things that we need to say, things that at every point in time we, we have to say. If you want to encourage someone, it's not just any words that should come out of your mouth. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to direct you. That is where we want to get to. He's so closer than a brother, but if we do not, I, I will say it again, if we do not see him as a person, then it becomes difficult for us to, to really understand some of his works in our lives. I just want us to get to that point. We would not, if we acknowledge him as a person, then we have to develop that relationship with him. We have to start talking to the Holy Spirit, actually. There are sometimes you are walking and someone probably thinks there's something wrong with you because you are talking. I do that a lot, especially in the lab when I'm working. 
It's not like I'm talking to someone standing by me. I'm probably having a communication. It's, we call it fellowship or communion with the Holy Spirit. That is the point we want to get to. And it's so nice. It's so enjoyable. That is where we want to get to. We just want to allow him and see him as a person and start practicing it. Start practicing um, talking with him. Start practicing asking him for direction. Start practicing asking him for, for his thoughts to teach us. And the more we do it, the more we get closer to him, the more we see him as a person. And that's just the word that God has for us today. I believe that God, God will open up our eyes so that we understand this and, and we are able to have a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We always share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Why do we say that? If he's not a person, why would we have a fellowship with him? He's a person so we can have fellowship with him. I, I just want us to pray that we, God help us to get to that point. But we will not get there if we do not start practicing it. If we do not start speaking to him. If we do not see him as a person, we would not be able to get to that point. And this is the word that God has for us today. Let, let, us, let, let us have a fellowship. Let us have relationship with the Holy Spirit. See him as a person. Talk to him as a person. And if we do that, we understand his essence in our lives. May the Lord bless us and may the Lord keep us and may he teach us so that we are able to understand the personhood of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor for your words that has come unto us. We ask that even as we have learned and studied together, you grant us the ability to understand we ask that you put this to practice. Holy Spirit, may you guide and teach us so that we can have a relationship and have a fellowship with you. We thank you that you are a comforter. We thank you that you intercede for us. We thank you for sealing our salvation. We thank you that you are teaching us. We thank you that you are always with us and you are always working, us, working with us throughout, through our going out and through our coming in. We thank you, Father, for all that you do. We commit today's service into your hands. May you, may you have your way. We want to experience you like never before. We thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.